Welcome to Marketing for a Digital World, a podcast series introducing students to a variety of marketing professionals as they share practical career advice, examples, and stories from their careers to help students deepen their understanding of foundational marketing theory and practice. These episodes are hosted by British Columbia Institute of Technology professor Tracy Renzullo and are a key feature within the new interactive textbook of the same name authored by Scott Erickson the Charles A. Dana Professor and Chair of Marketing in the School of Business at Ithaca College. New podcast episodes are available for free each week during the 2022-23 academic year, providing listeners with thought-provoking and movement-enabling content that can be absorbed on the bus, at the gym, or walking between classes. Marketing for a Digital World is produced by Flip Learning, a publisher of exciting new books for undergraduates, authored exclusively by professors who have won major teaching awards. For more information about this new introductory marketing textbook, as well as our other titles, please click the link or go to fliplearning.com. Now, Maria, you worked in digital transformation at Comcast on the marketing side. So that's an amazing bridge between technology and marketing and probably finance too. Can you talk to me a little bit more about what digital transformation meant to Comcast? Because everybody hears the term, students hear the term, but it'd be interesting for them to hear how it was applied in that scenario. Yes. So at the time, websites, e-commerce, that space wasn't foundational 101 how to be a company it, it some companies had that a website as informational or you know check that box there's some stuff there but most people would call to set up their cable or go to a store to set up their cable for example not everyone would go online first and part of that is because that's what people were have been used to for so long. But part of that is that online, sometimes you couldn't do what you were trying to do. And so the capabilities online weren't quite there. And at Comcast, there was a big focus on the website. And it was actually pretty transformational. I know I'm using the word transformational, but it really was because Cable is a very call center focused area that focusing on digital was definitely a big change for the company in terms of investing time, resources, and trying to guide more people online to really think ahead. And I think they did a good job of trying to think about the future and build for the future than catching up to maybe competitors. And so I was in the digital organization and I had, I heard a um, kind of another leader in digital at a different company kind of say, my, my job is to not have a job anymore. Meaning that it shouldn't be digital. Everything should be digital. Everything should have a tie to the internet or a data, you know, a data center or everything. There shouldn't be one team that cares about digital. Everyone should care about digital. And I think that 
it was a bit shocking for him to say that to a room full of people who worked in the digital team, but it, it was really true. And since then they've reorged. And so there's no digital team anymore. It's a little bit different structured, but it was a big effort to focus on expanding the website so it can be a channel that that helps customers, but also brings in sales that is a lot cheaper than paying for someone to answer a phone, which costs money every time for the, for the company. So that was also a cost savings effort for Comcast. And they could quantify that cost savings. We knew how much a call cost, um, both onshore and offshore. Some some calls were offshore, and it it didn't cost an incremental more amount of dollars to complete that sale online. And so there was a lot of cost savings. We wanted to decrease calls. We wanted to increase the amount of sales that went through digital smoothly and um, found a lot of great kind of reinforced information and data throughout the process that that was the right way to go. And that people, I mean, a lot of us don't wanna pick up the phone every time we do every anything. So also finding that customers were very happy and comfortable to doing it themselves and figuring out themselves online. So I'd imagine making changes like this, huge changes in such a large company would take time, but being able to demonstrate, as you say, the cost savings and the improvement in customer service, being able to justify, you know, just those two things alone would probably have been a big motivator to make these changes. And change is a scary thing, but pretty inevitable and something that will happen, you know, in, in any role to any magnitude. And so I worked on digitizing the sales experience for agents, whether you call or, or come to the store, instead of using kind of like this legacy system that was definitely copyright in 1995, making the interface or the experience that the agent was using as seamless, easy, and intuitive as the customer experience so that they could focus on the conversation and the sale, then figuring out which rate code to use in the biller that won't spit out an error message and so on. And that, that project, that product that I was on was changing the way we sell and changing how people do their job. And so that, you know, being part of efforts that is more future thinking and digitization and what a, the next phase is web three and metaverse, like, right, that's the next level of digitization. It takes a lot of change and you have to like realize that what you're doing affects other people and not everyone is super happy about doing something differently than they're used to doing. And so it takes 
alignment and leadership and, and change management to actually get that accomplished. But sometimes it's not easy and intuitive for people to just do that other thing that you're telling them will be easier. It sounds like it was a major digital transformation that had to take place so that you could handle servicing from all angles and be able to anticipate any type of call. That sounds like a huge project and one that you had to sell internally, I'm assuming, right? So we're not even thinking about selling this as a product externally, but you're selling it as a service internally to the organization. I would imagine that was very complicated. So what were some of the hurdles that you had to go through in order to make that happen? The first hurdle was figuring out how to even do it, how to even build it out. That was the first one. I, was, I wasn't in really on the technology side of things. I was on web operations. So I knew how the website worked and parts of it, but I didn't know what tech stack it was built on and how we you know, what the APIs were behind what I was looking at. I didn't know about that stuff. So again, learning and sometimes it's finding the right people who will answer all your questions and be patient enough to do that. Um, but really learning about what, what am I even dealing with? But in addition to, in parallel to figuring out how to get it done, also bringing along the stakeholders along the way. And, you know, I kind of mentioned it in terms of, right, how the strategy, how you build the strategy and make sure the stakeholders, people who may be affected are part of that process. And it's not something that they're shocked to see or feel like they weren't brought in at the right time. And part of that is to make people feel comfortable with maybe a change that's coming their way and make them feel part of the process so that there's less pushback and less kind of emotion behind it. And you can get to their concerns or their feedback earlier on in the process. But that also requires finding the right form, the right format and the right forums to communicate to the right stakeholders at the right time. So they don't need to be know every little day what happens, but making sure that the right people feel comfortable with some of these, some of the progress, the milestones along the way, and having the data to back it up too. And so that was, that communication, that readout was very important. But many challenges were people didn't, A, know what we were talking about when we said turning a legacy product into an omni-channel experience through digital transformation. People like, what? We're just trying to sell What is that? Stop <laughs> trying to ruin this. Like, we're just trying to do our thing. Um, so some people, we needed to make them comfortable and, and understand what we were trying to do and the goals and why it would be beneficial to the company. Um, some wanted to make sure their their voice was heard. So getting feedback and, and a lot of it was to make sure that all of that was happening and kind of like a phased approach so that we also learned along the way. So 
it was, it was definitely very challenging. I think change was a major factor of the challenges and the things that go along with change, like not wanting to, to do something differently, not understanding why you even need to help out in this thing that's not your job and why you need to learn something new or, or anything, you know, in that whole space, no matter what the change actually was. It's just the fact that, that we were changing. And also a big challenge was I was on the website in, you know, the headquarters. I was very disconnected from what happened on the ground in the call centers. And that's why I made sure to take that time to get that exposure because a product built in that silo of a building in headquarters is not going to cater to the real users who are out in the field and in their cars, coming out of their cars, walking into someone's house. What does that look like? What needs to happen on the iPad for someone to easily be able to talk to someone in their home and sell at the same time? So that was a big gap that I had to fill to even be able to speak like I knew what I was talking about to the people who owned the call center sales channel and the people who owned, you know, the sales metrics and the people who trained these agents. Like I had to speak like I knew what I was talking about in that environment that my product was going to go be in. So that was something you have to go and figure out. No one's going to explain to you. Well, I guess they can, but you're not going to really understand the nuances unless you kind of go out there and see it. And sometimes that could be, you know, having your friend go click around a, an email and be like, what do you think of this? As someone who hasn't been looking at staring at this email for five weeks, trying to build it out, you know? And so getting a different perspective than your own so that you can make sure you're not solving for one, you're not solving for your own preferences and use case, and you're, you are thinking about everything. 